From the 905 to wherever you are, this is Schwa Wars. My name's Adam Hayes, and I'm sitting here with a bunch of goofs because they are giggling away like school children. Of course, I must be talking about two of my best friends in the whole wide world, Josh Vander Cruz. Josh, how you doing? Good, I just finished gumming some truffles. There you go. And, uh, of course, uh, joining on the program, the incomparable Jordan Lloyd. Jordan, how's it going? I'm even better. Now I don't have to watch him do it anymore. All right. Well, we're already off to a fantastic start because absolutely no idea. No one knows what the hell we're talking about. But the reason why we're all here today is because we're doing a tournament-style edition, once again, of determining what is the greatest N64 game of all time. Now, of course, we were able to take the top grossing N64 games of all time, numbering them from 1 to 16 based on their number of sales that they made, doing it like a... Um, the seed bracket listing like we did previously before when we decided what was the greatest MCU hockey movie of all time. Styles, if anyone exactly. Hockey bracket style, one versus 16, two versus 15, so on and so forth. Uh, if you wanted more of an example of that, and if you kind of like this episode and this idea, go back in the archives over at uh, Schwa Wars on Spotify and wherever you find your podcast and listen to the one we did about what was the greatest MCU movie of all time. That was a lot of fun. But gentlemen, obviously we love our video games, you know, both of you are avid gamers, one of you uh, at one point worked in a video store, a uh, video game I store. Still work at a video I game was store. trying to protect your image here, bitch. No, I don't give a shit. All right, I'm, well, on, I'm on layoff. There you go. <laughs> um, this I will be honest with you, the N64 is kind of like that one system that I never really played. Uh, more or less because a I didn't really like the controller, but mostly wow. because mostly because of the fact that I just never got around to actually playing it, or even knew a lot of people that owned the system. Uh, but for what when it comes to you guys, like what do you think defines the N sixty four compared to others, and why it's rever- why it's revered so much as like one of the more popular systems of all time? Well, real quick, um, I was kind of in the same boat. I didn't get an N sixty four till like six months before the GameCube came out. Um, my cousins had it. Growing up, my cousins were the Nintendo kids, and I was the weirdo with the Sega Genesis. I'm not talking shit. I, I was going to say, you better not be talking shit with the Genesis. But there, was, there was usually only a few of us like in school who had Sega, and everyone had Super Nintendo. So going from Sega Genesis, I went to PlayStation. Um, so I got, I got into uh, N64 very late in the game, but I played most of the... Uh, big titles like at family and friends places and stuff like that. So okay, um, jo- yeah. Jordan, yourself. But you asked yeah. a question and I forget what it was. But oh no, just Jordan pretty talk first. Pretty much, maybe I was going to say maybe he'll actually answer the question. Maybe the, pretty much the question is why do you think the N sixty four is one of the most revered systems of all time? Uh, probably just a lot of a string of very successful but also critically acclaimed and also very well put together classics. Yeah. Like, the Super Nintendo had had its classics, but, like, the 64 had, like, what seemed like an ever never-ending, like, strain of hits. I feel like, yeah, Nintendo became an empire um, with the 64. Like, that's what put them, like, in the position of, even now today, they may not be, like, the number one in uh, high revere, like whether it's the nostalgia factor or uh, like they're I still mean, producing awesome games today. So. In one in one console life cycle, you had your you had your Super Mario sixty four, you had your Mario Kart, you had your Ocarina of Time, you had mm-hmm. your first Mario Party. Yeah, yeah, at GoldenEye. All the different like, Mario just, sports games, like Mario Golf and Mario Tennis. Yeah, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, and Pokemon, and Pokemon. That was during yeah. the height of the Pokemon popularity. Yeah. Pokemon um, Stadium. Yeah. My, my personal favorite um, N64 game, which isn't in this tournament, so I don't mind saying uh, Paper Mario, was is one of my favorite like RPGs of all time. Um, and like also not in the tournament, but like who can forget like really pushing the boundaries of that M rating was Conker's Bad Fur Day. So, like, there's a lot of gems that came from the 64 era. Diddy Kong Racing, Donkey Kong 64. It's like there's an ever, there's a never-ending, like, list of, like, pure classic.
classics that came out one con for a life cycle. And it's yeah. also very fair that you said like a lot of those games are actually a part of the top 16 as well. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see uh, who matches up with who and also who moves on and then ultimately is decided as the, the top N64 game of all time. So like I said off the top... this. Real quick, and also it's kind of funny too that I also was a little late to the party on the N64 train. I probably yeah, because you were PlayStation Two, right? Yeah, but I probably didn't get one until probably the last two, maybe year and a half of its, maybe year and a half, maybe two years of its life cycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still remember. Um, yeah, uh, the GameCube was coming out, and I really wanted to buy the N64. And I remember my dad saying, "Like, well, you know, the new one's coming out in six months. Like, are you sure you don't want to save your money?" Um, and get, like, a new console. Like, no, no, I want the N64. Um, and I, I had the nice, like, translucent purple one. Um, I still wish I had that version. Um, I have a 64, but not that one. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, no regrets. I loved it. And then I got the GameCube probably, like, a year and a half later, because that's me. Yep. All right, so let's not waste any more time. So like I said, this is hockey style, so we are taking the number one seed to begin, which is the highest number of sales that the game had in its time, uh, taking on the number 16 seed with the you know its highest number of sales it had at the time. So the number one seed game is N- Nintendo's uh, 64's very own original Super Mario 64, and it takes on Mario Party. So Super Mario 64 had a number 11.9 million sales when it came to that game. It was released in June 23rd, 1996. In comparison to Mario Party, the number... I think it was. And then the Mario Party was the number 16 seed, came out in December 18th, 1998, with 2.7 million sales um, sold of that game. So, gentlemen, the question stands. Mario Mario Party versus Super Mario 64... Who takes it on and who moves on to the second round? Um, do you want to start, Jordan, or you want me to lead? Well, you can start this one. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, for me, this is an easy one. Um, not to say that Mario Party isn't a lot of fun and can also ruin friendships. Um, it's not the ultimate friendship ruiner, but um, a lot of fun. Uh, the board game aspect aspect was cool. Um, but I mean, for me at least, the the fun part was always at the end of the round, um, competing in whichever mini game you got at random um, and unlocking them all. Um, I would say Mario Party One isn't the best Mario Party in the series. Um, so for that alone, I mean, you're going against yes, a launch title, but like a colossal one at that. Uh, Super Mario has always been one of the top selling. Um, and most fun games of any Nintendo generation. So, uh, and it was the first time you had like a 3D platform version of that. Um, and it, like, just it's so iconic, it's so memorable. Like, hands down, it's it's moving to the next round. Okay, Jordan, your thoughts? Super Mario 64 or Mario Party? Oh no, I'm going with Super Mario 64. Okay, well that was easy enough. I mean, Mario Party, like he said, Mario Party, like he said, it was fun, but I feel like the first one is the one like I also remember the least. Mm-hmm. They definitely got better as time went on. We can all agree yeah. on that. Like over, like over time, they did get a lot better, but like Mario, Mario sixty four, like there's so many levels I remember from Mario sixty four that even after the All Stars re like re release came out, yeah, and replaying it, I still remember all the hidden secrets. Right. Like, like they're still so easy to find. Like they're emblazoned in my mind. That game was so fun. And you all right. threw the penguin over the cliff. Let's be honest. <laughs> and like just like going back yeah. to like before, like being more into the GameCube era of things. Um, I rem- uh, my my memories of Mario Party are more so on the GameCube versions. I think the first three were N sixty four, but like I have more memories of like playing four, five, six, and seven. Okay, so there you have it. Super Mario 64 moves on into the second round. Our next matchup in the first round comes to us with the number three overall seed with 8 million games sold. Uh, That is GoldenEye 007. Uh, It takes on the number 14 seed with 2.9 million games sold overall, and that was Wave Race 64. So, gentlemen, this question stands. GoldenEye 007 or Wave Race 64? 
like Goldeneye is the first, Goldeneye is the first person shooter that all the standard that all first person shooters now are better judged on. Yeah. Like that set the stage for like what the evolution of like the popularity of the first person shooter. No, can't deny that. Um, like, and I was find the like I was thinking too. Sorry, go ahead. People probably tell the thing. People probably remember less about playing the actual story of Goldeneye than just playing the multiplayer. It's true. The multiplayer. Like, come on. Who yeah. Did, who didn't love running around using just rockets or just proximity mines? Yeah. Like how hard a multiplayer match was just in proximity mine mode. Mm. I did that. <laughs> I got quite good at it. <laughs> Especially when you're in like the bunker in the jail cell, like in the. And that one part, and you just yeah. hid there with her with the rockets, and you wait for people just to come to you. <laughs> I got wicked good with the rocket launcher. I could like name, I could like aim right in front of where someone was gonna be. Yeah, because this is gold. My hands down. Um, yeah, and like for someone who was never really good at early um, first-person shooters, I think I think mostly because a lot of them had inverted controls, and I just couldn't grasp it um so i wasn't good but it like it was still fun to play um and like wave races wave race so yeah clearly golden eye is gonna move on okay one of the easiest first rounds i think we've ever had so far when it comes to any of these shows so far it's golden eye apologies by the way if you heard some shuffling right there i was moving some stuff around to get a little bit more comfortable adam farted we all have so many memories of playing Goldeneye with friends. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, next night, the next first I, round. I know I'm a little we have, we have them now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so as we all said, 007 easily moves on into the second round. Next first round matchup happens with our number five overall seed, which sold 5.5 million games. It's Super Smash Bros., taking on the number 12 overall seed with 3.36 million games sold, and that is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. So, Super Smash Brothers versus Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Gentlemen, question stand. Which game will move on to the second round? Um, this might be... An, I mean, for me, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I actually might go with Smash Bros. Oh, that's that's not that unpopular i was gonna say the same thing no well <laughs> um, to me i was to me i was always more i was more pro ocarina of time than majora's mask ocarina but yeah whatever man whatever <laughs> i was more always to i was more always in favor of that game than majora's mask like but smash bros like i have i still have memories of staying up Basically, oh, yeah. almost all night at a friend's house, and we beat Smash Bros. from, like, beginning to end. Yeah. Um, like, don't get me wrong, Majora's Mask is, like, one of the best sequels probably made to, um, to any game. But, uh, as I, um, Ocarina of Time is still my personal favorite out of the two, um, and, yeah, Smash Bros. was just, like, a phenomenon. I remember when it came out... And, like, uh, every Thanksgiving um, or Christmas, we, we, used to, we used to get together with um, my, da- my dad's family. And it was usually at the, the, the same people's houses hosting. Um, and both of them had an N64. And literally, like, as soon as dinner was done, um, and before dinner usually, <laughs> we'd only take a break to eat. But, like, we'd just play Smash Bros. Um, all night. Um, when it came out, it was so much fun. Uh, yeah, like it's like it, this. This is a this is a harder one, but it's still for me a no brainer because like Smash Bros is just one of those iconic games. Okay, there like, you it go. Gave, like Nintendo fans, like it gave Nintendo fans like answers to questions they always would have asked, like what would it be like for Mario to fight Kirby? Yeah, or for, like like it was it was just like, so different. It was so different for its time. And, um, I feel like back then, like when we were kids, we, we liked playing couch co-op games more than like single player experiences. Don't like, don't get me wrong. Obviously those were still fun, but like, I think the multiplayer games, a a lot of the times were, were what we have a lot of memories from. So 
Anyways, that's my reason. Like, and, and up until that point, it was always like, it was always like cooperative Mario games or like competitive Mario games, but it wasn't like physical fighting games. Yeah. Like there was Mario Tennis or there was sports games. But like that was like the first like Nintendo like cross-branded fighting game. Right. And it was done very well, considering you like you had your fighting games established, like of a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, where everyone expected your bloods and your, you know, crazy combos and stuff like that. And you got your crazy combos, but they did in such a E-rated version, or you know, maybe even a PG-rated version, that like it just made it so bloody entertaining. And another game where friendships were lost, I'm sure, because of it. Um, so obviously then, yeah, Smash Bros. does defeat Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, moves on into the second round. I just want to reiterate as well, just by the way, just, you know, because we haven't hit that stage yet, that if there happens to be a tie between both Josh and Jordan, then I will be the deciding factor when it comes to picking whichever, uh, game in the sense moves on. Um, of course you can be able to hear semblance of that, you know, when the first time we did this, when we did the best MCU movie of all time, uh, and we might have to do it here, we might not have to, so we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, next games uh, that are going to be competing against each other in the first round is the number 7 overall game with 5.27 million games sold, and that is Donkey Kong 64 taking on the number 10 overall game in this list with 3.65 million games sold Banjo Kazooie. Huh. <laughs> and I just wow. thought I just thought Jordan's face just drop. <laughs> this this one's hard. Um, so gentlemen, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, easy, it's an easy pick for me, but I know I know Jordan is going to disagree. Um, even though I know he loves both of these games, I know what he's going with. Um, so this is going to be the first tiebreaker, I think. Okay. I'm going. I'm going Banjo Kazooie because as much as I love Donkey Kong, um, my favorite is still Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo, and Banjo Kazooie is just a fun, well-rounded um, platformer. Um, and I know you can say the exact same thing about Donkey Kong sixty four, but I I don't know. I just something about like I'm going off of nostalgia for this. Um, there's just something about Banjo Kazooie. I really enjoyed it. And I couldn't even play um, uh, Donkey Kong 64 for the longest time because it was it was it a Rumble Pack or uh, an expansion pack you needed to play the game? Expansion pack. Yeah, bought the game. It came with the expansion pack. Yeah, and see, I didn't own the game like when it originally came out. Um, I played it at like friends' houses, and then when I finally got the game used, um, it didn't come with the expansion pack, and I didn't have one. Um, so. Yeah, that was, like, so it was just one of those crap, but, like, it took me forever to finally be able to play it, whereas Banjo, I just, I loved it from the day I got it to, you know, beating it, so, I don't know, weird reasoning, I guess, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Okay, Jordan. Well, that was the thing, they had to have an expansion pack, because they, they took the basic, while awesome and fun, layout of the original Donkey Kong Country, but they blew it up into, like, a big open-world 3D platformer. Yeah. Like, up until then, hadn't really been done a lot like that. Man, I... I I, spent, I put so many hours into Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> I don't even know how many hours I put into it. I found almost... I, don't, I found almost all those damn golden bananas. All those extra... I don't even remember what it was. I think there was, like, fairies you had to collect and, like, banana coins. I found almost all of that stuff. I had the strategy guide. I have so many good memories of playing that game start to finish. And, like, you had to go through the different worlds. There was, like, five different worlds. There was, like, the Crystal Caverns, the Jungle, the Aztec, Aztec world. I don't know, they took what I loved about Donkey Kong Country and they basically, like, mixed it in with Super Mario 64. Yeah. It's like the 3D platforming open world aspect of it. To me, that that mix worked so well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, I have to go with Don Donkey Kong 64 is my favorite N64 game, so... That's, and that's fair. So, that, that's totally fair. But yeah, like... So Adam, Adam, break the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because you're right. 
like Mario, uh, Donkey Kong, Zelda. Like this was the console generation that redefined those games. Like you know, like they went from like two D to three D. Um, so like they really brought their A game. Um, right. But yeah, just saying again. I don't know. I don't know if it was banjo being something new uh, and exciting for me, but yeah. Um, and just yeah, the whole hassle of trying to track down an expansion uh, pack. I know petty, but uh, yeah. Anyways. But also, too, the thing with Banjo-Kazooie is that while it was also new, it came out after Donkey Kong, so, like, to me, it was almost, like, it was new, but to me, it was almost, like, still a little bit of a familiar also. Yeah. Because the layout layout was kind of the same. You had to go around collecting, like, the puzzle pieces and whatnot. It was the puzzle pieces. A a lot of those um, 3D platformers were similar, right? Like, once you kind of have, like, that formula... Yeah, it's like as opposed to the golden bananas, it was the puzzle piece. So, like, well, like, I love that that layout of a game. It's like, it didn't quite live, like, match what I loved about Donkey Kong. All right, yeah. so I guess I have the deciding vote for this. I have played both a little bit. I played one a little bit more than the other. Um, both games were fun in their own different ways. To me, it all comes down to how well one was interpreted over the other. And what I mean by that is. I agree in the sense of, like, Donkey Kong on Super Nintendo is the one that I instinctively think of when it comes to, you know, the best Donkey Kong game. However, when it comes to these two games, I still think that Donkey Kong 64 is the better of the two games. Um, And I think it's because it was able to take a lot of the similar aspects of the Super Nintendo style and make it its own in that 3D environment. Um, Nothing against Banjo-Kazooie, still a fun game. But oh, yeah. Donkey Kong's taking this and moves on to the second round. Yeah. yeah I knew I was going to get outvoted on that one, but... Next... Um, yeah, still, still going to add some diversity to it. No, of course. Uh, next up in our first round matchup is the number two overall seed with 9.8 million games sold overall. It's Mario Kart 64 taking on the number 15 overall seed with 2.85 million games sold, and that is Yoshi's Story. So, gentlemen, the, this, it is now up to you guys. Yoshi's Story versus Mario Kart 64. What takes the cake moves on to the second round? Well, I'll go, I'll go first because mine's going to be really quick. Because mm. I actually don't even think I ever even played Yoshi's Story. Oh, okay. So, like, I so, can't really... I was going to say, so based on that right alone... It, so based like on that fault, I'm going with right. Mario Kart. Okay, so I'll take, I'll take this one then because um, I've, I've played both. And um, I, I, I know, I know, I'm not winning this argument. Um, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. But um, I personally um, would have to say, just out of my like nostalgia and memories, and not that it's better, but just it was. It's one of my favorites. Um, is Yoshi's Story? I know, I know, it's not moving past this round. Not against Mario Kart. Um, and I would even say. For the battle mode alone, it's not good getting past Mario Kart because Mario Kart is is one of those fun classic games we all played. We all played with our friends and our family and stuff. Um, but I don't even think it's the best kart racer game out there, um, let alone this tournament foreshadowing. Um, but the battle mode was fun. That's what I loved about that game the most was having your three balloons and just trying to take out your your friends um but yoshi's story um it was fun uh it was a it was a yes it's it had the 3d elements but it was still like kind of felt like a classic um platformer um i loved that like um you you had all the different color yoshis and there were there were there was the white and black like secret yoshis that you could find um and like if you like died aka just lost the level um you like you lost that colored yoshi permanently um i think i'm trying to remember there might have been like a way you could like get them back um but you had to do something very specific if my memory serves me on that but um yeah so it's like it was kind of risky playing as the colors you liked because if you sucked at the level then cool i unlocked the black yoshi and now he's gone so that sucks. 
but yeah, it, it was fun. I've always loved Yoshi. I always liked finding Yoshi um, in Super Mario World on SNES. So I know I'm not winning, so I'm just going to say Mario Kart. But I had to at least say my piece on why I think it should win, but it's not going to. No, that's fair. Um, but you I, can still do the tiebreaker, Adam. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll move on with Mario Kart 64. Only because I've never yeah. played Yoshi's Story. I'll take your word for it. It does sound like a lot of fun. Um I don't know if it's anything like the Yoshi Woolly World in the sense of like your like that kind of oh, fun. It's it's a million times better. Wow. Okay. I, I I feel like it is the um the best Yoshi game ever made, and they haven't been able to capture its glory since. Like I just want them to re-release it on the Switch. Okay. That's all I really want. Well, yeah. there. Well, there you go. Mario Kart 64 then moves on into the second round. Next first round matchup comes to us, our number four overall seed with 7.6 million games sold. It's The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time taking on the number 13 overall seed game with 3.1 million games sold, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Um, I'll start with this one. I'll start with this one. Um, I would love to see uh, <laughs> Star Wars Racer move farther in the tournament because it was a lot of fun and i i played the shit out of that game but it's it's not it's not beating ocarina of time um that's that's on like a whole another level um that's like god tier gaming um yeah. so yeah that's all i have now, to say. If it been, now if it had been up against wave racer that would have been more interesting. Oh, for, <laughs> sure. for sure i you know what i probably would have even um picked star wars racer over mario kart um just from my my memories of playing the games, but yeah, it's it's not beating it's not beating Ocarina of Time. I mean, yeah, I'm... correct me if I'm wrong. That was that was the pod racing game, right? Oh yeah, it, like it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, 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 I did play that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I like that game a lot too. Yeah. Well, that was one. Of, that was my, that's my favorite scene of the the the, the episode one, of the movie. So like, right? yeah, I actually played the video game. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like, you could play, obviously, um, I think most people played as Anakin, um, but, like, Sebulba was there, and all those other random, like, kooky-looking characters that were randomly in the race, you could play as them, too. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was cool. Um, and it wasn't just the one map on Tatooine, obviously, like, they're not gonna release a game with just one map from the movie, so it was cool, like, having more maps just to pod race it. I think there was like a, I think there was a map on Coruscant. There was there was I think there was maps like all over the all, all yeah. bunch of different planets. And uh, for anyone who who cares, um, uh, they actually they actually re released that game. Um, I want to say it's on the PlayStation Store because I think mm. I have it. Pretty cool. So if you want to replay it, um, they did remaster that. Jordan, you were going to pretty much say o- Ocarina or Ocarina Ocarina of Time is just it's special. Like yeah. it's one of the de facto greatest games of all time. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll admit like, to that too. Star Wars, that's what a Star Wars Episode One Racer is. It's like you, you, when you go up against the king, you're not gonna win. Yeah. No. I like even for myself, like I'm not the biggest Zelda fan. Like growing up, I never just I was like it was alright, but like watching my friend Sean play like Ocarina of Time and then playing it myself and like just the handling, the visuals, the music. Like, just everything about it, like, and then, of course, like, as as you said before, it's almost hit, like, that godlike status. It is. It honestly has, the sense of, yeah. like, you name, like, some of the greatest video games of all time. No one says The Legend of Zelda, no one says A Link to the Past, even though they're two fine games. Everyone wow. goes to Ocarina of Time every single time. So, because of that alone, it makes, you know, all sense in the world, rather, that it's moving on to the second round. Uh, next up in the first round matchup is the number six overall seed with 5.46 million games sold. It's Pokemon Stadium taking on the number 11 overall seed with 3.63 games sold overall. Pokemon Snap. God damn it. So the battle of the Pokemons in the first round didn't even plan for this to happen, but of course that's what happens with the hockey style. Uh, tournament seating bracket, so there you go. Uh, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Right. Pokemon Stadium or Pokemon I'll go, Snap? I'll go first. I'm not going to win, but I'll go first. <laughs> I know uh, I know where you're going. My heart's always with Pokemon Snap. Yeah. I rented that game probably 30 times. 
I would bring it back. I would re-rent it and take it back home again. <laughs> I figured out all the secret pictures. Adam can ju- Adam can testify to this when I would play this game at his house. I knew how to. I knew where all the secret Pokemon pictures were and what you had to do to get them. I still remember it almost over twenty years later. Yeah, yeah. That's I, like, awesome. I love Pokemon. Yeah. Like I can't do Algebra, but I know where that fucking uh, you know Mankey is or whatever. <laughs> I know how to get the vile plume. I know how to get the Gyarados shot, but the Pokemon Stadium like was awesome. But no, the, I, there's just so many more special memories I have with Pokemon Snap. That's oh. fair. Okay. Like I mean, here's like, why I'm there. Why are you wrong? But no, like like real quick, like I will say. Um, Pokemon Snap was a lot of fun. Um, I think my, like, my favorite memories of Pokemon Snap, though, isn't even really the game itself, it was the experience, because, like, I was so stoked, like, I remember, um, begging my, my parents to let me buy the Pokemon Snap, um, membership card, it was like ten bucks, um, so that you could play Pokemon Snap in the Blockbuster. Like, they, they had the machine the little, set the up. The booth thing at the Blockbuster, And you put your yeah. card in. Um, you put your card in, and you played the game, and then you could pay more money to um, print off the pictures. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I'm actually, like, getting pictures from the game. And I know you could buy the Pokemon Snap bundle. Didn't it come with, like, a mini printer to do the same thing? I think it did, yeah. Yeah, and see, like, that was the thing. Again, it's one of those, like, it, the reason why I didn't pick Donkey Kong 64, even though it's an amazing game, is because I never had the expansion for Pokemon Snap. I played the game, it was fun, um, you know, you could see your pictures, like, in the game for the gallery, but I thought, like, I as a kid, I bought into the gimmick of being able to actually print off the pictures and stuff. Problem being... Parents aren't going to keep shelling out money for that, so I wasn't allowed to keep playing it every time we went to Blockbuster. That being said, I, I have to go with Pokemon Stadium. Um, it was so much fun. Like it's what we loved um, from the Game Boy Classic, um, but in like full 3D, like you know, battles in the system. And I think the clencher for me was the fact that I could, if you had the adapter, um, you could. You can lower your yeah, own you Pokemon your from your Pokemon Red or Blue. Um, probably Yellow worked exactly. too. And then you and could battle with your... Whatever level they were in. Yeah. You could, you could battle with your own personalized Pokemon. So that that was awesome too. And not just that part. Um, all of the... Like the mini game mode um, was so much fun. Like they there were just some like ridiculous ones. Like the Lickitung challenge where you had to like lick the plates up with all the food off. Um, or yeah, there, yeah. there was the Magikarp um, hop where you had to keep splashing and hitting the like the bell um, at the top. Um, yeah. I think there was like Whack-A-Mole with Diglets. Um, there was a bunch there of was, different ones. Yeah. Uh, the there was Chance one Memory Shrew. Game. Yeah, I think there was one with Sandshrew where you had to like dig into the ground or something. Yeah, yeah. So like even that, like the minigame mode alone was a lot of fun um, as a standalone thing. So, yeah, like, I, I have to, as much as Snap is fun and nostalgic, I have to go with Stadium 100%. See, for me, both games are so unique, and I really enjoy Snap for being different and taking a risk when it comes to a Pokemon game or just something right. where it's like, you know, you just expect them, like, oh, you go around, you catch them, you battle, stuff like that. It did something so different. It's like, no, no, you're on a boat, you're going to go around, you're going to take pictures. That's the game. Yeah. And it's still entertaining. You, <laughs> like, they somehow still made that so much fun. Like, even when I got my N64, like, all these years later, like, Snap, I knew, was going to be one of those games, like, I have to have this game. Like, it's it's yeah. a lot of fun. Like you would, get ju- you would get judged on your pictures, and you also had to look for, like, special ones, too. Exactly. Yeah. So like that, like that being said, like I'm, I'm super stoked for like the new Pokemon snap coming out on switch. So like it is a lot of fun. So, but for myself, the aura of Pokemon stadium, when it comes to, you went to the video store and you saw like the N64 setup that they had with like the, you know, the controllers and the screen stuff like that. It was the game. 
that everybody wanted to play. And it was the game that everyone, like, want, like, it was just always there. And, like, Stadium had its own, like, special, like, arcade little mini thing with its own N64 in there, the drawer with the glass and the controllers, like, where you couldn't move it. And you had, you could only move it, like, two, like, two inches to the left or the right. Yeah. And, like, everyone just, like, hovered around that game. And everyone's like, I'm going to be Charizard! And, you know, I'm picking all these other people. And, like, when it comes to, like, the first, like, demos of, like, games of, like, people just wanting to play, like, that's my memories of, like, Stadium. And to me, like, it's got... I think they had one in Toys R Us, too. Yeah, and it's got, like... I'm not a big fan of, like, a lot of RPGs and games and stuff like that, of, like, turn-based style, which I know a lot of Pokemon is, of, like, you hit, then I hit, then you hit, then I hit, and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. Stadium just made it so much more fun, and, like, mm-hmm. it, it was its own thing. And as much as Snap was unique, and kudos to them, and I still love Snap and love playing it, Stadium wins, in my opinion, in this round, and it will move on. As yeah. Jordan kind of glares at me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, well, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, and that's fair. There's going to be a lot more harder second round, even semi, or even the finals is going to be very interesting. Uh, in my opinion, if it goes, I think like real quick too, the reason why I like Snap would edge out Stadium for me to do is while Stadium is fun and it, it got it, it, it let you do the best parts of what you loved about the Game Boy games, it also didn't have some of the fun, some of the like the funnest parts of the Game Boy games, like the traveling and the open world. See, I preferred that, though. I like the fact I didn't have to travel or do the open world stuff or anything. I got to just do the battles, like arcade style, and it was like great. Doing that, it was always, doing that was always fun in the Game Boy games, because you find like the hidden secrets, you find hidden Pokemon. Pokemon Snap, it actually felt like it put you back in the world of Pokemon again. Yeah, that's a fair mm-hmm. That's, that's a fair scene. That for me a little bit. Yeah. All right. we can move to GameCube and get best of both worlds with Pokemon Coliseum. There you go. But that's a whole different tournament. Yeah, man. Possibly will happen one day. So Pokemon Stadium moves on into the second round. The last round of the first round matchup. The number 8 overall seed with 4.88 million games sold. Um, That would of course be Diddy Kong Racing. Taking on the 9 overall seed with 4 million games sold. Star Fox 64. Um, This one's easy for me. Um, Star Fox is fun. Uh, I'm not going to knock it. Uh, Star Fox 64 was probably the best one in terms of like the like um, being in the uh, cockpit and flying around. Um, I, I wasn't. I didn't really get into Star Fox until 64. Like I wasn't a huge like Star Fox um, SNES guy. Um, but this one is super easy for me. Um, I'm going with Diddy Kong Racing. To me, that was the creme de la creme of uh, kart racing games. Um, I don't think, I don't think you can touch it because it was it wasn't just a standard like kart racing game. They added so many new elements to it that that hadn't been done before. Um, like you weren't just racing in carts. You had planes. You had boats. Um, there was an actual story mode, which was awesome. Um, so like, and, and it was, it was literally, it was a racing, um, adventure game. Like you actually got to drive around like the main world. It was, it was like super, it was like super Mario 64 in the sense of like, you had to drive to like the, the, you know, the checkpoints to start the race. Uh, some you had to like... Go ahead. I was gonna say, or is like, or to related to something PlayStation wise, it's like Crash Team Racing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you had to switch to the boat to like um, to get to certain to get to certain um, races, like because they were on like little islands that you couldn't access until you unlocked the boat. Um, and, and same with the plane. So, and like the the genie elephant guy was hilarious. I forget his name now, but. Um, and like, they had like the big boss battle at the, uh, they had boss, um, races in it too. Like, in my opinion, it just, it blows away Mario Kart 64. It might not have the most iconic characters that you know and love in Mario Kart, 
um, but like Diddy was there. You uh, you got banjo. Banjo was in it, and um, you had a, a a more happy version of Conquer. Everyone else, I think, were like original characters just made for that game. But like they like they had some cool ones. Like there was a turtle. There was a tiger. Like it was uh, also if you wanted remember, if you wanted to remember the name of the elephant, it was Taj the genie. Yeah, there you go. I look a zub. I look a <laughs> Yeah, like that—that's that's that's just me. All right, uh, Jordan, your pick. I—I'll probably go this. I'm probably gonna go the same way on that. Like, while Star Fox is fun, and like Star Fox is a game where, like, if somebody has puts a 64 in front of me, and that game is with it, I can pop it in and just dive right in. But yeah, Diddy Kong Racing was special. Yeah. Like it went outside the normal, it went outside the normal restrictions of like a racing game, and yeah, it gave you an adventure story game inside of a racing game. Mm-hmm. All right, which really wasn't done a lot back then. Well, I think it. that was like the first of its kind, to be honest. All right, well, that's easy enough to decide then. Diddy Kong Racing moves on and goes on to the second round, defeating Star Fox sixty four. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, is now the second round. It is time. Mario Kart, or sorry, Mario Kart. I got Mario Kart on the mind because you were saying it before. Super Mario 64 taking on GoldenEye 007. And a hush goes over the crowd. A hush goes over the crowd. This is going to be short for me. Um, I feel like Jordan's going to have a bit of a harder uh, decision on this one. Um... I'm gonna go with Mar- Super yeah. Mario 64. Um, I I did not like first-person shooters really until um, I would say honestly, Call of Duty Modern Warfare um, was like the first one I actually loved, um, and and more so like I could handle some FPS, but any any competitive FPS, I'm like no, I'm not I'm not winning. Um, I'm gonna keep losing, and then I'm not gonna have fun and like. Goldeneye, as fun as it was, I I liked it more for like the, the campaign, whereas most of my friends just wanted to play multiplayer and spank my ass. So I'm I'm going I'm going uh, Super Mario sixty four. It's not like it's not like it's a bad game. They're both great games. So just I've got to go with the the adventure platformer. Like that's just my cup of tea. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, Jordan, I know you love both. So. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> you know what? Playing it again so recently kind of like reminded me and like reinvigorated my love of when I first played it. I, I'll, I'll, I'll concede go the same way. Wow. Because you got go 3D All-Stars. Yeah. No, like legit playing that again back over the summer. Like it brought back the love of playing it again for the first time. I'm I'm not gonna lie, like, I'm so absolutely like shocked. How like Goldeneye is special. Again, it's not. It's not like it's like he said. It's not like they're both bad. Like they're not bad games. Like they're both awesome games. But it's yeah. just like Mario sixty four is the top selling game of the console. Like it's it's not like. It's an upset win <laughs> or anything. Well, I, I know Goldeneye is iconic, but... No, I'm, I'm saying, like, if I had to put money on what I thought he was going to pick, I thought he was he was going to ride the Goldeneye train as long as he could. Right. And I have a feeling if it went to the tiebreaker, you would have picked Goldeneye, too. I think I would have, only because I think yeah. that... I think that not only the campaign, but the multiplayer alone gives it more dexterity and more pick-up and play, whereas while the Mario Super Mario 64 is great for the story and the campaign and all the things you can do, and you know it was revolutionary in its own way, it's yeah. still you and the game, and that's fine, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I feel like GoldenEye can do you and the game, what and is, then you and people is, with the game. Right. See, and like, I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Go ahead. I I think this is an uh, an unpopular opinion, but um, I I don't even think 
I don't even think Goldeneye was my favorite shooter on the console. Like I'm, I'm way more into Mission Impossible uh, for N64. I thought that game was great. Um, like when you think about it, it's like the Dude, OG that game Hitman. So, that game was so fucking hard. It was, but like I, I Mission played... Impossible was stupidly hard. Mission Impossible was impossible, is what you should have said. Could, it, you, you know. could you get past the first level? No. Okay. Okay. Well, I did, and the game is fun. But like, there there were so many different ways. It was like Hitman. Like, there were different ways you could like move past that, and like wearing costumes, and like um, putting like uh, you know shit in someone's drink to make them pass out in the uh, washroom and stuff. But yeah. Anyways, like it's besides the point. Um, Goldeneye, yeah, it just wasn't my favorite shooting game. Um, and yeah, like Mario is Mario. So Jordan, you were saying like you're you're gonna like, stick with that then Mario sixty four? No, like I could get hour, I could get hours, I could get hours out of of entertainment out of Goldeneye. Yes, and like it, it is one of my favorite shooters of all time. But I don't know. There's just something about like the three D platforming of Mario. And like the secrets and like every little thing, and this has always been like why like some of my favorite things to do in games, mm-hmm. especially platformers. It's one of the reasons why I love Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation because it's literally the exact same thing. Okay, so there you go. Super Mario sixty four defeats Goldeneye 007 and moves on into the semifinals. Up next, second round matchup. It's going to be Super Smash Bros. Taking on Donkey Kong 64. Alright, we're gonna fight on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. He's like, I, you're like, you both conceded in your, hold on, you both conceded in your own ways, and it's like, alright, gloves off, let's go. Yeah. Um, like, now, now we're actually having a round of Smash Bros. Now it's a um, war. But, uh, yeah, I, I know how this is gonna play out. You're going Donkey Kong, I'm going Smash Bros. Um, I I don't think that there is a bigger phenomenon style game from Nintendo that is Smash Bros. Like they literally have like world tournaments that you can compete in to play this game and it all started with the N64. Like that was so like you like you said before. Um it was so different. Um of a like Nintendo game to have Mario like beating the shit out of Donkey Kong and like Princess Peach bitch slapping Yoshi um, because she's the only one who should be riding Mario, um, or I guess it would be the other way around. Regardless, <laughs> um, like it was just it was so cool to finally have like an actual fighting style game, but with all of like the. Um, Nintendo characters that we love um, and introduce me at least to some that I wasn't like didn't really know that well um, like I had no idea about Earthbound um, until playing Smash Bros I'm like who is Ness so then I you know you gain interest in other games and check them out so I thought that was very unique and I, I would say that's probably one of the games I spent the most time playing on the N64 because like that once that came out like okay Mario Kart was uh, retired with my cousins and we always played Smash Bros whenever we got together um, so right. that that that's me pretty um, good you argument can, you, yeah so you can you can try and rebuttal that but alright Jordan you have the floor well I mean again well while something like that, like yeah, like I, I'll, I have memories of when we, I rented, like me and my friends rented Smash Bros. We literally stayed up all night and made it to the end where you fight the hand. Like everybody the remembers master, the first the time they hand, fought. Yep. Everybody remembers the first time you fought the big gloved hand, but again, like Donkey Kong '64 is just special to me. Like it was, it almost like revived. Like the donkey series after it dormant for like a couple of years. Like what was Don- Donkey Kong Country Three? What about? Hmm? Like when did it come out? You mean? 
Like, what was Donkey Kong Country 3? Well, yeah. th- this game came out in November of 99. And obviously the N64 was born in around 96. Probably like 96? Probably 95, 96, maybe even 94. Yeah, so like the Donkey Kong series have been dormant for like three years. And they brought this back and to make it so familiar, but also so vastly different. Mm-hmm. Well, especially considering like, Donkey Kong Country special. 3 didn't even have Donkey and Diddy. Like, it had gotten so far from what we liked about Donkey Kong. So, this brought it back, and it brought them back, but it also brought back a whole extended family. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, it, it brought back it brought back a series that had been dormant for a few years just in such a vastly different way with, like, the elements of a platformer that I love. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I gotta stick to my guns on this one. Like, it's, it's my favorite N64 game of all time. Right. I like both games a lot. Obviously, this comes down to the tiebreaker with me. I I really like both games. Um, but as similar to the scenario when it came down to when we were discussing the MCU movies, which, of course, you can go back in the archives and Spotify and anchor.fm slash Wars podcast. Go listen to that. One of my biggest things when it comes to movies, games, whatever, is... I can just pick it up and play it, or I can just pick it up and watch it. Donkey Kong, I can do that, and it's got a great story. But Smash Bros, I can do that with friends, or I can do that without friends. And I'm gonna have to go with Smash Bros, being in, in in my opinion being in my opinion being the better of the two games for that reason specifically. If this was against other games, DK might take it, but. And even in, I'll be honest, even if it was Mario 64 against DK, I'm choosing DK over Mario 64. But in this aspect, in this bracket, it's got to be Smash Bros. over DK. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, Smash like, Bros. If it, if, it makes you, if it makes you feel any better, my favorite N64 game isn't even in the tournament, so... <laughs> Um, so Smash Bros. does move on into the semifinals as Jordan goes to grab a tissue. Uh, next round in the second round matchup, it is Mario Kart 64 taking on the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So who takes... Easy. O-O-T. Ocarina yes. of Time takes yes. it. Yes. Like I already stated before, Mario Kart isn't even, I think, um, the best kart game in the tournament. Um, so easy Ocarina of Time is god level it's in my top 10 favorite games of all time um it's not losing okay Jordan anything to add to that it was pretty much like Mario Kart 64 is a trailblazer but like of course Ocarina of Time Ocarina of Time is a trendsetter Mm, yeah that's a good way to describe that Kart 64 isn't even my favorite Mario Kart game so for me it's it's easy to let it go Sure. Um, yeah. All right. Next up is the second next round. Well, of course, we just decided Ocarina Time moves on, defeats Mario Kart 64, goes on to the semifinals. The last round of the second round, or sorry, last matchup of the second round, rather, is Pokemon Stadium taking on Diddy Kong Racing. Pokemon Stadium wasn't my favorite Pokemon game on the 64. I'm going with Kong Racing. Okay, um, that makes it that makes it easier than I, I was thinking. This was going to go to a tiebreaker. Um, I'm also going to go with uh, Diddy Kong Racing because as as fun as Pokemon Stadium is, um, for the reasons you defended Smash Bros, is the reason I'm um, defending Diddy Kong. Um, you can pick it up play by yourself, play with your friends um, whenever like drop in, drop out um, and like just the story mode was so fun and so different for a racing game so that's that's my pick too. Okay, well that was easy enough. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing moves on into the semi-finals beating Pokemon Stadium pretty um, pretty handedly I'd like to say as well. Uh, first, next or sorry Next up is the uh, the semifinals. First matchup that we have: Super Mario sixty four versus Smash Bros. Which game succeeds and moves on into the finals? 
I feel like this is going to be another tiebreaker, um, especially based on last round. But I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going with Smash Bros. again. Smash Bros. for the finals. Um, because it just it did something very different for Nintendo. And I think if you ask 100 people what the top five uh, Nintendo game, not just 64 games, but uh, top five um, Nintendo games are, whether they pick the original or a iteration of Smash Bros. Smash Bros. is probably going to be um, on 95, pe- like 95 out of 100 people's lists, I would boldly say. Um, I don't know. It is for me, I think Smash Bros. is um, one of their greatest IPs. Okay. Um, and it's it's just a fighting game, but it's evolved so much since there. And this is where it started. So I've got to go with I've got to go with Smash Bros. Okay, Jordan. I'll die in a hill. Okay, all the same reasons as before, obviously. Not that I didn't like fight. Not that I don't like fighting games. Like Smash Bros. Like yeah, Smash Bros. Got us got me hours of entertainment as a kid. But I like fighting games, but like I will always, I will always go for more. I will always go for a platformer over a fighting game. That's fair. And I'm normally the same way. I normally would agree with you, but Smash Bros. is special. Okay. Um, it is special. It is special. It looks like it's going to come up to me. Uh, Again, what I said about the Mario 64, like, it's fun, the story mode or whatever, but Smash Bros. is Smash Bros. Like, it's it's kind of hard to beat it in the sense of, like, it's got the campaign, it's got the multiplayer, it's got the, the library of people that you can do, and I really respect what Super Mario did making it its own unique thing, especially being, like, you're the game that's going to decide whether or not the system's going to live or die. And it did. It really helped it, like, succeed and, like, put over that 3D animation better than a lot of people suspected, especially for 1996. Um, So I got to give it its props, and I understand as the trendsetter it was, but Smash Bros. in itself was the trendsetter for N64 that would then lead to under games when it comes to the franchise, but I'm not comparing other games in the franchise of versions, rather, of Smash Bros. When it comes to Super Smash Bros. 64 and Mario 64, it's got to be Smash Brothers in this. So, Smash Brothers will take it, and it will move on into the finals, uh, defeating Super Mario 64. Uh, last up in our last semi-final matchup, it is Ocarina of Time, The Legend of Zelda, taking on Diddy Kong Racing. Is Diddy going to slide his way into the finals, or is Ocarina just going to shut it down real fast? Well, unfortunately, as much as I love Diddy, this is as far as he's getting um, on the road to glory. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to say the same thing um, I've been saying. Ocarina of Time is, is a god-tier game. It's, since it's the, uh, the last platformer uh, left standing, um, I think o- Ocarina of Time is the ultimate... Um, adventure platformer uh, Nintendo has um, because it, it, it has more substance than like a Mario uh, or a Donkey Kong 64 um, it's an open world platforming um, action adventure puzzle um, it just it adds so many more elements to being a 3D um, adventure game I guess it's more adventure than platform but like again it, it did for Zelda what Super Mario and Donkey Kong 64 did for their IPs. They re-revolutionized those IPs, um, and I think still to this day, um, a vast majority of Zelda fans will agree that Ocarina of Time is kind of that like mega-tier, like top-of-the-billing um, of the franchise. So I, I loved it. But he's not beating Ocarina. Jordan? Yeah, what he said. Yeah, what he said. 
All right, so there you have it. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time moves to the finals. That means, gentlemen, we're here. We made it. There's only two games standing. Super Smash Bros. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. What is the greatest N64 game of all time? Let's probably give me a little more difficult for you, so I'm just going to come up and say it's, it's Zelda. It's what, sorry? You no, know, it's not difficult at all. It's not? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not. a little difficult. No. Well, like so. I said before, <laughs> um, I, I just gave like a more in-depth spiel um, uh, for the semifinals, but, but like I, I said before, um, Ocarina of Time is in my top ten favorite games of all time. Um, Smash Bros. is going to be farther down the list, and um, my my favorite Smash Bros. is um, it was Melee for the longest time on GameCube, but I think I, I have to give it to um, Ultimate Smash Bros. or sorry, Smash Bros. Ultimate on the Switch, just because it has literally every character they've ever had in all the iterations, plus more, plus it has like an actual in-depth story mode. Um, but beyond that, like, it is a fighting game. It's a good one, but just Ocarina of Time is, yeah, it's special. And, like, when it, when they re-released it on um, the 3DS, uh, the polishing they did to that game, like, they, they rounded the edges of, like, Link's face, and, like, they made that game so much more pretty. Um... So, like, playing it again after, like, all these years, because I, like, playing it on N64, I did, I, I think I did, like, everything in that game. I found all the hard pieces and all the the golden um, skeletons or whatever. Um, like, it was just such a good game. But replaying it again, like, I just, I felt like a kid again playing it um, and it looking prettier like if they if they ever made like a complete like remake of that game with like today's graphics i'd i'd probably shit my pants <laughs> <laughs> jordan anything else you want to add to this they, like, they really did hit lightning in a bottle when they made that game yeah like, like some knew back then when they were about to release that if they knew what a like a cultural phenomenon that was going to be in the gaming world right Because I, I, I would say I would say up until that point, I wouldn't even say Zelda was like the number two Nintendo franchise. I would say Mario and Donkey Kong were still more popular than Zelda. As much as like Link to the Past is a phenomenal Zelda game, um, I would I'd probably put it as my number two for nostalgia reasons. It was the first one I played. It was way better than the original two on NES, um, but I would say it was like a—I'd say it was a third, like third tier um, compared to Mario and Donkey Kong. But once Ocarina came out, I would say that—I would say that almost rivaled Mario. Um, I think that kind of stole number one spot for, for for a lot of people, um, and I think I think Zelda's had a lot more longevity than Mario over the years, just in terms of, like, quality games. Like, Mario's Mario. Um, they have, like, almost every sport imaginable Mario is playing it. Uh, but, substance-wise, like, Zelda is their, like... Yeah, it's, it's, their, it's their IP. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't really dispute that whatsoever. I mean, Zelda Ocarina of Time, you said it right off the top, like both you guys did. Like, it's it's godlike status. It's always going to be in people's top ten greatest of all time. Not even just N64, but just greatest lists of yeah. games of all time. And, like, while I had a feeling it had a chance of winning it, um, like, I'm not really surprised. Are you guys possibly surprised that it made it? Not just to the finals, but winning it, or and are you and are you guys happy that it you know uh, took the spot? I know some games, obviously, we have personal preference, like Donkey Kong sixty four and stuff like that. But like, are you were you generally like not only you know surprised, but also happy that this game is you know voted and by us as number one? Well, I'm not surprised, but I am happy. Like, if there's a game that deserves to get that title, there's no better game than this one. Yeah, it's not yeah. Wave Race sixty four, so. <laughs> 
All right. Well, there you I go. I was actually surprised that was in the the tournament to begin with, like because there's so many like better games out there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did this how did this game like sell that many units? It almost makes me think I could be wrong, but it also it it, it almost makes me think that it was bundled with the N64 at one point. It was. So when you oh it was. Oh, sorry. Which one? Sorry. That's why. If which it one? was, then that's why it's in the tournament. Because if you buy if you buy a console, you're buying Wave Race, which means... Oh, no, sorry, you weren't. No, sorry, it wasn't. The only games, according to my listing here, that were bundled as a console during its lifetime were Super Mario 64, GoldenEye, Pokemon Stadium, Donkey Kong, and Episode 1 Racer. Oh, okay. Then that is, that is even more shocking to me. Yeah, and other games that, like... And other games, too, that were, like, very close to making it to the number 16 spot, like, there was only, like, 100,000 games sold, like, differences between, like, games like Star Wars Shadow of the Empire, Pokemon Stadium 2, Perfect Dark, Mario Party 2, like, they all came really close within taking that number 16 spot to even make it in here. But I don't think it would have yeah. really made that much of a difference. It would have been interesting for the conversation in the, in the episode, but ultimately, yeah. Oc- Ocarina of Time is... You know, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. I, we really appreciate you guys having coming on and, you know, giving your also your expertise when it comes to doing these uh, these tournament edition styles. Um, tune in for next month when we do do the next tournament edition. It's going to be wrestling related as we look at the top 16 WrestleMania matches of all time uh, as put together this list from WWE.com. Uh, very interesting matchups in the first round bracket alone, so I can't wait to be able to hear some of those discussions before we break it down from 16 to 1 so don't forget to kind of check out that as we're on the road for Wrestlemania for all of our pro wrestling fans out there make sure you go back in the archives check out everything that we have on Spotify and also on iTunes on anchor.fm slash Wars podcast that's anchor.fm slash Wars podcast and of course like the Facebook page facebook.com slash Wars um, anything you guys want to be able to plug while we're here before we wrap it up um, I'm, I'm probably going to start streaming again. See, I took a, a bit of a hiatus, um, the past several months, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start, uh, streaming again on Twitch real soon, uh, just deciding what I'm going to be playing. Um, but you can find, you can find me and, uh, the other two guys, uh, it's me and my buddies, Wilcox and Nathan. We're at Thumb Therapy Gaming on Twitch. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all under the same um, uh, tag, I'm pretty sure. That's all Thumb Therapy Gaming. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Jordan, anything for yourself that you want to kind of promote? Nope. All right, that makes it easy. (laughs) Until then, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Adam Hayes. Thank you very much. We'll catch you on the next one.